Hi beautifuls and welcome to the School of Mum Life. I'm Christina. I'm Christy. And I'm Linda and tonight we're here with the wonderful Lisa and she's going to tell us all things women's health and kanga training. Welcome Lisa. Hi Lisa. Hi. <laughs> so we had a few hey. questions on our um, page for you and I think Christina's got one burning to, uh, to ask you and find out about. But how about you tell us a little bit about yourself first. For sure. So my name is Lisa and I am the instructor of Kanga Training Franklin based in Pukekohe, Waiuku area, which is in South Auckland on the Waikato border. Um, I am a mum of three, aged between 18 months and eight years old. I am a qualified early childhood teacher and I have just had a bunch of experience with all things parenting, all things women's health mental health, postpartum health, all those things. And so it led me right into Kanga Training. And Kanga Training is a postnatal fitness program um, with a focus on a safe return to exercise and building a network for mums postpartum. But we can touch on that a little bit more soon. Cool. So, uh, Christina, do you want to start with your exciting question? Okay. So my question is around pelvic floor. Now, I didn't even know what pelvic floor was until I had kids. And I still nearly wee myself when I jump on the trampoline with the kids. But you jump on the trampoline with the kids? <laughs> I do. To strengthen your pelvic floor, you squeeze your bum hole. Like, you stuck your bum hole into your body. Like, is that how you strengthen your pelvic floor? Like, can you tell us how you do your pelvic floor exercises? Because I'd really like to jump on the trampoline or be able to sneeze without nearly peeing myself. I have to say, that is a really big... That's one of the main questions is, how do I stop myself peeing when like, I do it something? Is, it's, it's something that, honestly, I think every woman probably experiences and it's not talked about enough. And yeah. when you get the giggles too much as well, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Okay, so um, there's always running jokes about jumping on the trampoline and needing to cross your legs and your sneeze and things like that. And you've just said, Christina, you believe like most women, this is something that they experience. And you're right, it is really common. Pelvic floor weakness is really common, particularly after childbirth, but it can be pre-childbirth also. Um, I mean, squeezing your bum hole is absolutely one way to do a pelvic floor exercise. But when you think about your pelvic floor, you've got to think about it as basically a braid of muscles. There are three layers of muscles there and they're holding in your uterus, your bladder and your rectum. And then they sort of weave into your core muscles and pretty much hold all of your internal organs inside. And so when you grow a baby, in there, obviously those muscles are really put under quite a lot of pressure. And particularly if you have a big baby and you're a small person, if you have a multiple birth, if you've had multiple births, um, but also a lot of a common misconception is that if you've had a C-section, your pelvic floor will be sweet. Absolutely wrong. You've still grown a baby in there and it's still held all that stuff up. So um, I definitely am one that cannot really jump on a trampoline. I'm getting better because obviously this is a huge focus of my life now. Um, I hope that if you are just getting the giggles and it's an issue for you, I really hope 
that you will go and see a woman's health physio. So while it is super, super common to have a weak pelvic floor as a mum, whether you're a new mum or whether your kid is five, it doesn't matter, ten, um, it is common, but it is not normal. Okay, so what I would encourage every single person who has had a baby is to go and see a woman's health physiotherapist. And I know that I spoke with Linda prior to this and she said she didn't even know that that was a thing. So you all know that if you hurt your back, you go to the physio, right? If you've hurt your leg playing netball, you go and see a physio and they give you muscle strengthening exercises. So there absolutely is a, a woman's health physio or a vagina physio, if you like. Um, who will help you to strengthen those muscles and if you can't afford or your health insurance isn't going to cover you to go and see a private woman's health physio just pop into your GP and have a chat to them about hey look I can't cough I can't sneeze I can't jump on the trampoline I can't vomit I can't do all these things without having like bladder leakage and they will do a referral for you and I'm with the county's Marco district health board and so I just went to my GP she did a referral and I got seen within probably about four weeks just at the super clinic and they have a satellite clinic out closer to me as well I know that um, you ladies based down south might I don't know how your district health board works but definitely go and see your GP if you're not in a position to go and see a private woman's health physio so like I said pelvic floor weakness super common not normal don't just laugh it off Okay, because it is, it can have implications that are going to last you way longer. So, um, squeezing your bum hole, totally. So, if you guys just want to sit with me for a second, we can just look at isolating these pelvic floor muscles. So, if you want to sit or stand up nice and tall, think tall, just focus on your posture for me, okay? Nice straight back. If you're standing, it's even better, but if you're sitting, it's not an issue. Nice straight back. Take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Just pop your hand on your belly and you can feel that you're breathing all the way into your belly, not just these shallow chest breaths that us anxious mums tend to do. Close that rib cage, particularly if you've got abdominal separation, but we'll talk about that soon. Okay, as you inhale, just focus for a minute, okay? As you inhale, imagine that there's a balloon in your pelvis filling up with air and it's pushing all your pelvic floor muscles downwards. Feel them soften. And then as you exhale, Use your pelvic floor muscles to squeeze all the air out of that balloon. So it's like a Kegel. We're often told, do your Kegels, which is clench, clench, clench. But the release is so important as well. Okay, now inhale through your nose. Let everything relax. We're going to isolate the back passage now. So if you just pop your hands on your bum cheeks, make sure you're not squeezing them. Exhale and imagine that you're picking up a blueberry with your anus, but you don't want to squish it. That one Just in case you are uh, unaware, um, we're actually on a Zoom meeting, so we can see each other and what we're doing here. <laughs> so we are actually all practicing this while we're talking to you. I cannot tell whether they are squeezing their bum holes or not, though. Okay, take <laughs> a Currently <laughs> squeezing my bum hole. <laughs> not your bum cheeks, all right? Inhale, relax, let everything soften all the way down. And on the exhale, see if you can isolate your front muscle for me now. So just like you're trying to stop a wee, but it's not that big clench, it's not that big kegel. It can be a really slight movement, especially for you girls with quite weak pelvic floors, you might not feel much at all. Inhale, relax. Imagine that balloon is filling up in your pelvis. All those muscles relax. Exhale, you're just trying to stop a wee only. The muscles at the front, it doesn't feel like much. Now inhale, relax. This time on the exhale, imagine that you're in a bathtub full of eels and you don't want to let them inside you. 
<laughs> you clenching, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I'm loving these analogies. And how relaxed. I've got a, a little black book full of these that I use in class, but I'll leave it at that for now and you can move on to your next question. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, did you have one? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about eels at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, well, like, what I was surprised about was like the subtleness of it. Mm. Like, not yeah. that huge, like, you know, grip your thighs, like really stop anything. Um, but it's actually really subtle movements. I hope that was right. Yeah, absolutely, and it can be, and it can get it can get stronger. So, like, if particularly if your pelvic floor is quite weak, then it is quite a slight movement, and it doesn't feel like much at all. But the stronger your pelvic floor gets. I mean, and obviously there's a lot more to it as well as what we just did. It was just a little taster, but the stronger your pelvic floor gets, the stronger those muscles will get and the, the stronger those grips will get. And so you can really just work on isolating the different areas and grabbing and letting and go. And some people in my classes can hold for like seven seconds, whereas some people are at like 2.5. So it's, it really varies. I was going to say, how long should you be aiming at holding for? It's really, really personal. There's not going to be like a set goal for that because every individual is so different and has such um, a different experience and a different setup. And then it depends as well if you've got prolapse. Um, so one of the reasons that our pelvic floor and core strength is so important is that the risk of prolapse and prolapse can happen during childbirth, during pregnancy, after childbirth, if you return to exercise too soon and go doing something crazy. Um, and it can actually also occur in like overweight men. So prolapse is basically when one of your organs goes, pushes into the other one and basically goes somewhere it shouldn't. So for me, after my second child, who is now nearly turning six, um, this is sort of where I kind of learned about this whole area of pelvic floors and women's health physios so I went back I was um doing crossfit before I fell pregnant with this child and at six weeks postpartum I went back to crossfit and tried to do some really big box jumps and if you've ever done a box jump it is literally what it sounds like where you lift both feet off the ground bring your knees up and jump up on top of a really tall box um, no, I and couldn't even imagine doing that without having just had a child let alone <laughs> yeah and I was like, well, I was really fit before, so this isn't going to be an issue, right? But what happened was I gave myself a prolapse. And so because I was still under the care of my midwife, she was able to refer me in that instance to the women's health physio, um, where basically you go along, they have a little look. It's similar to a smear. I'd say it's probably more comfortable than a smear because there's no swipey thing, <laughs> swabby thing. <laughs> and they have a look around and you do a few pelvic floor exercises and it's really not that invasive um, if you're wondering about going to do that. And then they set you up a program with exercises to re-strengthen re it. But there are multiple types of prolapse that you can get. So I had a bladder prolapse there, but you can get a uterine prolapse or a rectal prolapse, or you can get a combination of the three. There are so many ways that it can affect you. And then the other thing that can happen is, um, Maybe you're all good now because you were super fit before, your pelvic floor is super strong, you go back to start doing 10k runs or box jumps or whatever really early postpartum. But when you've just had a child, so this is particularly for new mums, if you've 
you're still breastfeeding or you've still got these really new babies, your hormone levels are still through the roof. And one of those hormones is called relaxin, which does, as it sounds, it relaxins and softens all your muscles and your ligaments and stuff. So then when you, 20 or 30 years down the track, hit perimenopause, you're going to have this next influx of hormones and that's when your prolapse could potentially come. It's all just going to collapse. It's wow. not, not just going to, but potentially could. Mm. Potentially could. So that's why it's really important to focus on pelvic floor strength, core strength and things like that because you don't want to be falling to pieces 20 or 30 years from now. No. So I've got a question for you and I know that we've spoken about this before, Lisa. Um, and I can never remember the name and I always have to look it up, but where your stomach separates. That's what's happened to mine after the C-section and the best way I can describe it is it looks like a hanging bee. Like it's just completely pulled apart and I have tried many ways to get it back together and have no idea where to start. Yep, so stomach separation um, is technically known as diastasis recti or rectus diastasis of the abdominal muscle. So basically you've got your rib cage here and if you think a line straight down from your rib cage and then a line sort of around your belly button there's muscles that are joining together i know that the people listening to this podcast can't see me right now but just try and envision that for me so basically um this can happen it's, it's really really common and whether you've had a c-section or not it can go both ways so it's super common with c-section to have that pouch hanging down especially because they've literally cut through all those layers of muscle to get your baby out so the other way is where it's linear <laughs> um the other way oh my gosh horizontal <laughs> no vertical thank you <laughs> up and down so basically um really really common and can also happen to men heavily overweight men or men with a beer belly can also get this separation of the abdominal muscles so in kanga we call um these mums who suffer from this our rad mums or our dram mums which just stands for all those big fancy latin words um and so basically, i like that better i'll remember that one <laughs> you can be a rad mama yep. so basically <laughs> what we would say is really really focus on your posture and if you christy have got issues with this and also got issues with your pelvic floor your core strength and your pelvic floor strength go hand in hand so it, one really often leads to the other or vice versa so what you want to do is you just want to really focus on that posture make sure you're standing up nice and straight when you're going about your daily life keep that rib cage closed you don't want to be over correcting especially if you're front heavy like i think most of us are these days um, and often if you're breastfeeding a baby you're often hunched over or we've got a small child on our hip all the time or a broom in one hand and a pot in the other and things like that and so our posture gets out of whack and that really affects our abdominal separation so you just want to really focus on posture more than anything you want to make sure that you're breathing nicely and if you're doing any exercise it's really important to not be lifting two legs off the ground at the same time which is something i spoke with linda about the other night um so you really just want to make sure that you're not doing two leg raises double leg raises because that is just going to put so much force on there and if you're putting 
extra extra force on your abdominal muscles you're just going to make it so much worse so keep doing your pelvic floors keep focusing on your posture just go about your daily life there's no magic fix for this but it definitely can be fixed to an extent it can fuse back together i've seen awesome results with some of my clients who also see women's health physios this is another area that your women's health physio can look at um, but basically another thing that you can do is think about your transverse abdominal muscles so if anybody is listening and would like to find those those are deep core muscles that are underneath your pubis so basically what they are the ones that join your pelvic floor to your abdominal muscles so if you were laying on your back with your knees up and you popped your balls of your hands on your hip bones and you reached your fingers inwards lift your pelvic floor and had a little cough or a little giggle you can feel a little bit of a flutter of a muscle underneath there those are your transverse abdominal muscles and we call them tvas and so what you can do is you can keep them strong tense them while you're going about your daily life or while you're exercising going for a walk so it's not a big suck in of the tummy make yourself look skinny but just keeping those deep core muscles nice and tight and strong is going to help strengthen everything in that area Wow, that sounds really interesting. So you also, with the Kanga training, you do um, baby wearing. And I know we've talked about this heaps and you've convinced me about baby wearing, but my kid's way too heavy to do that now and way too energetic to do it. But um, can you tell us a bit about what you do with that and what you can suggest for new mums and Sure, so I will give you a quick rundown of what Kanga training is really. So it's a postnatal fitness class and the majority of the cardio is done baby wearing. So while we start with Pilates based floor work, it's a low intensity impact training program where the cardio start is done baby wearing. So we do dance based cardio and Kanga training. We also have Kanga mix and there are a few other options floating about around the country where you can use a pram. but you've got your baby in a carrier and it's really nice. It's a really nice way to both connect with your baby and generally they go to sleep. Um, and then we do a bit of dance-based cardio. We do some muscle endurance, leg tracks, arm tracks. We do a little bit of work at the bar um, and we do finish with our pelvic floors and stretches and things like that. So we're trained by certified baby wearing consultants, but I am not one myself. However, I have got quite a bit of experience with baby wearing since I had my second child, who I had, like I said before, I was turning six. Um, so there are certain carriers that we use in class that are okay and certain ones that are not. And we always go by safe baby wearing standards. So um, basically they want to be tight and sight, close enough to kiss. I've forgotten what the K stands for off the top of my head but basically they're nice and secure and the inner carrier that supports happy hips so if you are going to be baby wearing you just want to make sure that your baby is in a little frog shape so that you can envision a little m through their legs and their hips and it's really hard to explain that um without being seen (laughs) and you also want to make sure that the carrier is nice and soft in the back and not rigid and hard so that it's supporting the natural c curvature of their spine When you're a brand new mum, if you want to try baby wearing, if you've got a baby that won't settle, if you've got a baby that is a catnapper, baby wearing is an absolute 
lifesaver. And we've got those nice stretchy wraps, which are awesome for newborns. We can't use those in kangaroo training classes, but I absolutely recommend them if you've got a newborn baby or a sling. Um, but you just want to make sure that your carrier has got a nice wide seat that goes from knee pit to knee pit on your baby and that they are facing inwards. Okay, please don't come and tell me that you've got a nosy baby that wants to look outwards. While that is definitely a possibility, I would 100% recommend putting that baby on your back so that they can look over your shoulder and look around. Um, if you do insist on outward, we call it world facing your baby, that's fine, you just can't do it in a kanga training class. And if anybody is interested in kanga training, it is right up and down the country from Christchurch right up to Kirikiri. And if you are down south and you want to bring kanga training to your neighbourhood, then get in touch with Kanga Training New Zealand because we would love some more trainers. <coughs> Christina, to... Um... <laughs> I know, it was something I looked at because I remember messaging you ages ago because there is literally nothing like that in Southland at all. And I know there's heaps of mums down here that baby wear. And I always wish I had with Eliza, just because William was like so busy on the go all the time. Um, but how long, so if a mum comes to Kanga training, how long do your sessions go for? Uh, generally, they take about an hour and 15, but we finish every class with what we call circle chat. So it's an opportunity for all the mums to really connect and we bring to different topics each week to class. So sometimes they're lighthearted about what you have for dinner and sometimes we go really deep and talk about all those um, trying times of motherhood. So there's really, it's really hard to put an end time on the class. And when, as you guys know, anything with babies involved is pretty unpredictable. So sometimes it might take longer for someone to get into a carrier or there's a nappy or there's something like that, but generally about an hour and a half. Oh cool, but you have that like support type thing as well. It's not just about going and exercising. You've got the support for mums as well that's really cool absolutely it's a really really important aspect of um kanga training and of postnatum postnatum postpartum health in general <laughs> i think because it is so lonely out there when you've got a brand new baby not everybody has a massive village that they can rely on and heaps of us um really struggle or you might be in a position where you're the only one of your friend that friends that has got a young baby you know sometimes we all go at the same time and sometimes we just don't so it's a really really nice way to make that connection and really build a mama network and a tribe for you and your baby just to be able to rely on and so with lockdown we've gone online via zoom and we've been doing four week passes and it's really nice I've added a weekly coffee group in for the mums that have joined me online and I know that a lot of us are really really grateful for that weekly catch-up um, because the connection is so important. If anything, lockdown, it just brings a village. Yeah, it does take a village to bring everyone together and give everyone support. And There's just no, like, I mean, we've come to get all together as a, a village of five million to stop this thing. But like, there's no village. <laughs> like, like for me, single mum, like no adult, you know. Well, like, I mean, I'm talking to people online all the time, but there's no physical other adult here. And, um, 
Yeah. Aren't you glad that we're we're in a like stage where now we do have things like Zoom and stuff that we can yes technology. Yeah. And could you imagine doing this? I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, there was no internet. There was two TV with the, channels. <laughs> with a little uh, Nokia 2280, imagine that. <laughs> or even before cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> I think to an extent it wouldn't, it would have been okay because we wouldn't have been so reliant on this constant contact that we have now. Um, so I think maybe it wouldn't have affected us as much, but you wouldn't have been able to just pop down to Auntie Sue's for a bag of sugar or popped into the pub after you'd done the cows on Friday night. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super grateful for modern technology now, but I do think that in another lifetime, it may have been easier because in this modern time, we're so reliant on constant contact and constant interaction, even if it is through a screen, we're all seeking it out all the time everybody's so engaged in this world and I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who said this is this is it now these video conference calls you know we were having a wine together via zoom or facebook messenger chat, group chat and she said this is it this is our children's world now we have yeah. to step up and get used to this because this is the world that our children live in you know people don't just go out for a drink at the pub or go out cop pop around to their friends for a visit anymore they have to have everything pre-planned you have to know that someone's going to be there everywhere you go so i think it's been a really good way to wake up to the way of the future i know like, i used to think that i would never want my kids to be on like cell phones or ipads and stuff <laughs> like really try and push that they don't go near technology but it's like well that's the way everything's going and look at this we've been able to still run classes online um you can still keep in touch with your friends you can basically do anything oh yeah work yeah oh yeah sure <laughs> but yeah no it's it's been good that there has been this technology for us well, we're coming to an end of our session and I just want to say a really big thanks to um, Lisa and Linda wants to say something. Yes, because I forgot to do it at the start. Did you ladies do your homework from last week? I did actually. I know, can you believe it? So, it was three pieces of evidence about how you were confident mm -hmm. and I'm looking at all you all of you on your confidence. Um, can I please have an extension? <laughs> <laughs> One more day Christina. <laughs> you have to write up the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> you may well, have an extension but it goes to six pieces of evidence. Oh, she's coming down hard do on that. you. I can do that. Awesome. Right, Christy, where's your uh, homework? My uh, three pieces of confidence. Um, well, as I said, we were working on our stuff together um, in the last couple of weeks. And I have really put myself out there this week. I put myself out by um, putting one of my pieces of photography up as a competition to win. and. Before doing all this, there's no way I would have ever put that out there. So I feel like I'm building my confidence through that, 
which is good. Yeah, and it's all it's 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 not an overnight thing. It's just like anything else. It's a habit, and sometimes people have to show you how to do these things. It's um, not a lot of things we do are natural or normal. Um, you know, we do have to be shown by each other and taught by each other and the sharing of ideas and how did you get around that? Um, you know, and that's how we build our confidence. Mm. So well, I guess I should do my bit of homework too, um, which is, I guess I'm a lot um, more confident in bouncing back with my resilience now. I've noticed that as well from you. Yeah, just... You know, and that's that just that working like that self-assuredness, being kind. Um, you know, I'm confident to be kind to myself now. I'm not. It should be. So, um, you know, it's little things that will pay off. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud. I'm proud of all of us. I think this last week, like knowing like the last week of lockdown and then it's been extended another week. I think we've all really pushed through. I'm proud of us all. Yeah. We should be. It's been a shiver of a week. (laughs) (laughs) It has. And I think that's proven for the fact that it's, we, so many people have said that um, it's getting so much harder being at the end of this, but still knowing that we've got a little bit longer to go. So close so close right we're gonna have to wrap up before this finishes up for us but next week we're going to be talking about uh domestic violence and what to find at home um what you're looking for where to get help um again we'll put some notes up if anyone wants to ask specific questions we'll let you know but thank you and again thank you lisa that was really helpful i really enjoyed learning so much more about my you're so welcome. Form. I hope that I made sense. I, I'm going to go and work. I'm going to go and work on my pelvic floors now. Yes. Awesome. Think about those eels. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll just finish with a quick. We'll just finish with one more quick pelvic floor exercise, guys. Okay. okay straighten up. Take that nice deep breath in through your nose. Feel that balloon in your pelvis filling up with air. Everything is softening. On your exhale, imagine that you are drinking a milkshake through a straw with your vagina. <laughs> Lift and pull. And, and then relax. Exhale, <laughs> drink a milkshake. <laughs> with that, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.